SpaceX has launched 59 satellites, two states are reportedly looking into how Amazon treats sellers, and one retailer may have just confirmed PS, the PlayStation 5's launch price. Those are our three stories for today. Welcome to the Dynamic Digital World. Let's get started. Okay, so let's jump into today's first story. Uh, SpaceX have launched 58 more Starlink satellites on Falcon 9, with three planet Skysats hit on board as well. Um, Starlink, for those of you who don't know, is an initiative by the American space company SpaceX, very creatively named there, <coughs> um, by Elon Musk, to provide instant connectivity on Earth. Now, these are going to be satellites in orbit around the Earth's atmosphere, and they will hopefully cover most of the planet, and we can get some very good coverage of Wi-Fi around the entire planet without having to lay down cables. If the speeds are eventually fast enough, we could even have possibly an uprooting of cables altogether, at least temporarily, and an expansion. Who knows, we could have some massive new stuff. Um, now, they have permission to launch 12,000 satellites as part of the project, and they are hoping to do the first beta, I believe it's in summer this year. Yeah, first private beta is in summer, followed by a public beta, that's hopefully not too long after. SpaceX, SpaceX has opened up its Starlink website, so people can sign up for updates on the project and service availability in their area. Um, as for SkySat satellites, they are satellites that are about washing machine size and there's just over a dozen of them, which are taking high resolution images of our home planet. Three more will go up with SpaceX's next Falcon 9 Starlink launch in July. And both are part, both of the launches are part of SpaceX's new SmallSat right small sat rideshare program which provides smaller satellite operators a chance to book a ride aboard SpaceX launch. This is a very um this is a very open idea by SpaceX actually quite good. It shows fair support for smaller companies that need a chance to uh, launch satellites but don't really have as many resources SpaceX might do. So quite good to see SpaceX being so charitable with this actually. Um, so as I said, they launched 58, they launched a bot aboard a Falcon 9 rocket this morning, um, today currently Saturday morning. So it's very good to see that this program is working and this comes hot off the heels two weeks ago when SpaceX launched two people into orbit from NASA, Bob. Bob Menken and Doug Hurley. Sorry if I have up those names are wrong. Um, yeah. And they went to the International Space Station in its Crew Dragon capsule. SpaceX is currently on quite a roll with their projects. They've obviously, I just mentioned the um, International Space Station. They, believe, they still believe they're on track to launch for Mars in 2022 with the first rovers. 
that will see if it is indeed feasible to colonize Mars. And if that goes ahead, then they believe that in 2022, they will be launching even more. Um, sorry, 2024, they'll be sending humans, aka, so actual people, over to Mars to start the building of the colony. Um, if this does happen, the fact that they're doing a two-year turnaround on this implies that people who do go will be stuck there for two years. So, I'm imagining it'll be, you go for two years, come back, and then you get a good how many years you want back, go for another two years. But, I don't know, again, it's very kind of up in the air at the minute, no one's really got any confirmation, but it could be quite interesting to see him us as people start to move beyond the earth and onto other planets so i will try and keep updated with the latest on the starlink project and of course the mars project from spacex um i can't obviously there won't be an update every day but there should be an update around once a month so i'll try and at least get that into one episode for you uh now let's go on to our second topic which is actually not too surprising and quite expected, two states are looking into how Amazon is treating their sellers. Okay, so today's second story is brought to you courtesy of Engadget. I definitely forgot to mention actually our first story was brought to you by The Verge. As you can probably remember last time, it was a full Engadget basically fun basically episode. So today we tried to vary it up a bit. <coughs> um, so let's get started. Amazon business practices are officially under investigation. California and Washington have reportedly launched investigations into how the company treats third party sellers. This is coming from the Wall Street Journal and New York Times. And this is particularly whether it's using the data it collects to directly compete against third party direct sellers it's supposed to represent products for. The Times say that Washington Attorney General's office is also investigating whether Amazon is making it difficult for sellers to list products on other websites. Um, Okay, so I understand. So I understand the first part, obviously, and it's probably true to definitely to an extent. But they are using data that they collect to further their own their own products. It's a natural thing that companies do. They see what's selling most, and then they try to design their products around that. But the second part, I don't see how Amazon could really do anything about that. It doesn't make it difficult to list on other websites. Amazon doesn't really have control over websites apart from ones that are kind of owned by Amazon as far as I'm aware anyway. So I don't really see how that can turn out any fruit. Obviously I could be missing something but as far as I'm aware that's all the detail I have here but they're just investigating it. I would say the first part of this will definitely come up to be true. It's true for every company they look at data of what's selling, design a product around that. It's just natural. Apple obviously does it with their MacBooks because they are kind of what is sold and other companies have soon followed suit with slim light laptops that are also ultra powerful with slightly better cooling in a lot of cases as well though anyway now this is after back in april the wall street journal reported they 
that the e-commerce giant, Amazon in this case, scooped up data from its sellers to launch competing products under, the, under its own private label division. In response to that report, US Senator Josh Hawley requested for a criminal antitrust investigation into the claims. And the House Judiciary Committee called on Jeff Bezos to testify before Congress. We have Engadget have reached out to Amazon for a statement which has not come through yet. As for the California and Washington State's uh, State Attorney General offices, they have both refused to confirm or deny if there is any investigation into Amazon business practices. But if there are, then they're following in the footsteps of the European Commission who have reportedly, again according to the Wall Street Journal, spent a year investigating the company's business practices and possibly for formally filed antitrust charges against them for using the first-party seller data. Now, if this is true, then this definitely means that the California and Washington, the California and Washington um, investigation should yield the same fruit. If it didn't, then it would possibly call for either review in the EU European Commission's case or the California and Washington state cases. So hopefully we see a kind of a unanimous decision from all three of these investigations. Now, part of me is like, this is what happens in the business. They analyze what's selling, they sell what's wanted. You've got to do that to earn money. But then part of me that thinks, hang on, wait, why is Amazon doing this? They represent sellers. Is part of me that thinks they're there to go after them. Now, I may disagree with splitting up big tech companies. There's a reason that they, that they link everything all together. It's because that's how they keep everything working well. Like, if you were to split up Microsoft, you wouldn't have the same compatibility from Xbox and Windows. And that is one of the key selling points of Xbox. You have that compatibility with Windows. I know some people may not see it that way. I personally do. And if you set up, split up, say, uh, Apple as well, for example, I don't think they would be as big of a risk as this as they're not. Obviously, they're massive, but they're not as involved. You can see two completely different companies leading the iPhone and the iPad and the, Ma and the iPhone and the iPad and then the Mac division. You see completely different companies leading completely different things, possibly in a completely different direction to what we've seen. And obviously Google, they would be massively hurt by this and possibly the world as a whole. Um, obviously Google has its whole Google AdSense, Google Search, obviously how they first rose to fame. The Android, the Android ecosystem is a massive player in the world at Z. As far as I'm aware, the most used operating system on mobile phones. Obviously not. And their Chromebooks, people can live without Chromebooks to be honest, get rid of them. Uh, no, I'm joking. Great devices, really good if you want an affordable laptop that can also allow you to run Linux apps on it. That's a small unknown feature. Now, this is definitely good to see that it's being investigated, as I said. However, if it does lead to the splitting up of these companies into different departments so this sort of thing can't happen, it could be quite damaging. That's the only thing I have to say about it. Other than that, I'm all for these investigations. Let's have these shady business practices stopped. So let's go. Now we have one more story for today. And that story is about the... Oh my God. PlayStation 5's launch price. 
So let's get into that. The PlayStation 5 launch price has officially leaked. Um, now, I will say before I get into this, take it with a pinch of salt, it's coming from, I'm getting this story from WCCF Tech, and the retailer that they're getting this from is PlayAsia. Now, I don't know if this is a reliable source for it, but it's a brand new listing on there, and it should be taken with a grain of salt. But, the real price is supposedly 700 US dollars, which is 100 US dollars higher. $100 higher than PlayStation 3's infamous 599 and that was for 60GB so I don't know what the storage is going to be on this I think it was about 800 and something so obviously it's much better in terms of storage and obviously the power is something else but this is kind of uncalled for to be honest I was not expecting it this high I was expecting 599 not $6.99 yeah that's a lot of money now the DualSense controller has also been leaked on there for the price and that is 80 US dollars so that's more likely what's driving it out to that $6.99 range more than anything but still $699 for a console I understand the technology and it is impressive and they've also really pressed themselves with the design of their console. It's an amazingly designed console. But the fact is, there's a reason probably that Xbox isn't going for a super slim design with their console. And it is probably due to this pricing issue that Sony is currently having. We heard from the very beginning that Sony said, and I did say this in my last, in my PS5 reveal episode, that Sony have announced that they're not planning to be competitive with their pricing. This, if this is actually the price of the PlayStation 5, then that is probably more than true. More than true. I mean, I would expect Microsoft. Don't forget, Microsoft can afford a much bigger loss than Sony. They can't. Whilst we probably can't afford millions in losses, they can definitely afford a small loss, and they're more likely to make it up with services such as Xbox Game Pass. They have a massive following for Xbox Game Pass. I'll probably go as far as to say it's almost mandatory to get with your Xbox because it gives you so many games that are current with it as well as some multiple titles. But the PlayStation 5 with Blu-ray, now this is the Blu-ray version, not the digital edition, thank goodness. Um, so we could still be looking at say 6.49 if we're really lucky, 5.99 for the um, digital edition. Some people would probably say $150 less, it depends what quality Blu-ray player that they're using in it. But I wouldn't expect them to be, you know, $150 of this to be Blu-ray player. To be honest, with the specs that they've got in there, if they're using $150 Blu-ray player, I understand it's got to be good quality, but, you know, I just wouldn't expect that from Sony. So, but this is very high, especially for a console. Now, we know these consoles are very PC-like in their performance. It's absolutely incredible. And I am really glad to see that coming up. But 700 US dollars for a console. 
I originally got into console gaming because it was more affordable than PC gaming. That's the entire reason I got into console gaming. Very decent graphics. I'm not going to say it was amazing graphics or anything, but very decent graphics for a very decent price. And a price that I would call very respectable. Last time Sony went on a price like this was a PlayStation 3. Coming straight off the heels of a PlayStation 2's high-flying success. It's almost as if they're repeating the same mistake if this is the actual launch price. Last time they announced it to the launch price, it almost blew up in their face. I think they did end up winning that generation over the Xbox 360 by console sales. But that was almost a drama. Nowhere near on the level of Xbox's DRM drama that they had after the year that they won. But it seems these companies are taking it almost in opposite ways almost in opposite ways and they're just never learning from their mistakes. If this really is 700 US dollars, I'm expecting Microsoft to be 600 US dollars, possibly even 500 US dollars. Like, I'm now expecting that 500 to 600 dollar range. When I heard Sony saying, we're not planning to be competitive, I was thinking, oh, 500 dollars, you know, just like they can't afford to make it sub, sub 500, you know, I, I think that's respectable for a console. But when you think about it, really, it is PC tech. It's literally brand new. It's coming out just for those consoles to be released. And obviously for PC a bit sooner now, we have heard from the AMD's um, Ryzen card. But the fact that this is actually the pricing of this, these consoles, and we're looking at 700 US dollars for Sony's, this could also be the SSD enhancements as well. That is the only other thing I could think of pushing it towards this price. Yeah, I, I am honestly starstruck. I was not expecting it to be this high. PlayStation 5, I was thinking if I did end up not getting a PC because I just can't match a decent pricing, then I will go for, I will still go for a console. But if this is where we can see the Xbox and PlayStation being lined up, it's cheaper to just have PS Now and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and play using my PC that I can get at 500 quid because I can just use the streaming power from the data centers, especially with xCloud when that hopefully officially releases for Windows PCs. You know, and I'm going to have a decent graphics card in there anyway, so I'll be fine. Combine that with xCloud, PS Now and Google Stadia all on my phone as well. I'll be playing for I'll be playing games a lot more than I would be on a seven hundred dollar console if I could only play at home. Wow, that is a lot of money. And to make now I'm not sure how true this is though, they don't have much in the way of photos on there, only what was kind of given in the press briefing. So it could be just trying to get hype and trying to get pre orders in and then they'll actually adjust the price when the price comes out. Now there is also a 80 buck linked uh, listing for the DualSense controller. The Xbox One controller has very similar features. The only thing that the Xbox One controller doesn't have is the touchpad and the light bar. I think those are the main things that it doesn't have. So, you know, like Microsoft had the, tr had the oh, and I don't think they have motion control actually. Motion control, touchpad, light bar. Those are three things that Microsoft doesn't doesn't have, oh, and included that battery back. But really, Sony 
charging them at 60 quid so you know that can't be too much anyway the 80 quid listing maybe maybe it really is worth that with their new adaptive triggers but we have to remember microsoft have a very similar thing in their current gen xbox controllers as far as i'm aware where it can kind of adjust the way that you press it apparently anyway that based on the game if the developer sets it up so if it takes advantage of that so if that really is um i think it called xbox precision precision triggers i can't remember the exact terminology they use for it but it is a thing on xbox so yeah i am quite shocked by these prices i think the design has definitely influenced these prices trying to get such a powerful console in such a slim package is going to cost a lot more than simply doing it in a package like the xbox has with what i would call fairly standard and fairly expected cooling i'm still looking forward to the release and hopefully this isn't the actual release price. If Sony, if Sony does actually see this, and the reaction is negative towards this pricing, then they could say, and this is what they are planning. Then this could actually allow them to, I don't know, maybe decide to drop the price a bit then from what they're originally planning. Um, because you know, just be a way to test the waters, possibly a purpose leak to test the waters. That would definitely be a smart move by them, and say, no, it's going to be a lot. But it really does seem like we've learned nothing from the launch of the PlayStation 3. To be honest, they're coming highs off the success of the PS4 and going for a massive price on the PS5. Microsoft has said they want to be affordable. Microsoft has said that they want to be affordable, but they also have a price category. That makes me think they're maybe 500, 600, possibly 400, 500, but more likely seeing this 500 to 600. To see Sony coming out swinging with 700, again, this is an informal listing, so it could be even 100, possibly even 200 quid off, but 700 US dollars. Don't forget you're locked into the ecosystem, there's no, there no added benefits of being able to say, do video editing on here or do Photoshop on here. You can't do any of that. You're locked into the PlayStation. I would expect to pay that much for a computer that can do all of that, not a PlayStation that is only for games. I'm not bashing the PlayStation in any way, it's amazingly powerful, but you know, I would expect to be able to do other stuff, so unless Sony is suddenly putting a whole full-scale operating system on their, on their consoles, like, and you can run any Windows applications on it, I just don't see $700 being worth it for it. Um, obviously the technology inside of it is expensive, I will give it that. Yeah, this is quite a shock actually. Uh, again, this is the one with Blu-ray. We could see be seeing up to $150 off for the digital edition. More likely only $50, but I would say maximum $150. Bucks. Yeah, so that's um, that's everything for today. So the PlayStation 5 is apparently 700 US dollars. Uh, I'd imagine it'll probably just be 700 pounds. That's what I've seen from previous console launches. They can't just blanket the price, make it simpler. Uh, Amazon's being investigated. And our first story, in my usual way I've forgotten, was uh, about SpaceX launching more sat 
Starlink satellites. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you had, then please just press the follow button. And if you and remember to watch future episodes. If you're really enjoying this episode, definitely go back and look at previous episodes. If you want more PS5 news, go back to the PS5 episode. I will try and do as much news on next-gen console launches as possible, especially over the next few weeks as things ramp up. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.